Finally, Ishii pointed. Have a look. An overgrown trail led weakly through the jungle. Weakly or not, it just made our job easier. Maybe there's something to Marie's map. Or maybe we just got lucky. The trail was nowhere near as densely packed as the entrance to the jungle had been. Since it was my turn to lead, I continued through the hole hacked away by Ishii. The grass came up to my knees in some places, but what had looked like a dense jungle was nothing of the sort. Taller palms seemed to mark the course of the path. I smiled at the thought we might reach the map's destination within an hour or two. Though hard to gauge the island's exact size, it appeared to be no larger than a mile from its widest point. I thought about how it had looked from our plane in yesterday evening's fading sunlight. The caves were supposed to be located in the middle of the island. Somewhere. Somewhere in the middle, she'd said as we prepared to land. The caves are near a secluded lagoon with water that's bluer than any along the South American coast. Probably just up the road from the guy who could build us a bridge to get to said lagoon. I laughed softly to myself at my own stupidity. What's that, Nick? Nothing. Just thinking how delightful this is going to be, I said. I hope you realize if we find this place... Chances of finding Marie's latest hoard of gold are remote at best. Not to mention, we'll still be stuck here unless someone stumbles onto us. There ain't a lot of nutrients in gold and precious gems, and the palms don't appear to be the coconut, date, or banana varieties. If it ain't fun, it ain't a challenge, said Ishii in English. I shook my head. Ishii worked my last nerve sometimes. Granted, it didn't take much to work my nerves these days. Especially since I was fairly certain I had been duped out of a lot of money and left to die. Not to mention we had yet to come across any fresh water. According to the map, there was a freshwater spring somewhere nearby. A map that looked suspicious at best. After walking for roughly forty minutes, I heard what sounded like a young woman laughing. The sound jolted me out of my stupor, a stupor in which I actually wondered what Ishii would taste like. Anyway, the sound was unexpected and surely a sign that I was in the beginning stages of a form of jungle fever. Except, apparently Ishii had heard them too. He touched my back shoulder as I raised my finger to my lips. The sound came again and seemed to be coming from just ahead, to our right. So much for the island being deserted. I motioned toward the area where the voices seemed to emanate from. I'm going to get a better view. Stay here. Your humble servant awaits. Can it, will ya? I had just taken my first steps to the right, pushing aside the thick fern fronds, when I heard the nearby click from a weapon being cocked. A rifle. Perhaps it was an old Winchester, or similar model from yesteryear.
I gathered that information from the barrel extending toward us from a cluster of palms up ahead. Whoever pointed the weapon our way carefully emerged from the trees, along with another individual rising up from the tall grass on the left side of our path. Two others approached from behind. We were surrounded by four women. I might have died and gone to heaven, except all of them were pointing their weapons at us, and all looked angry enough to shoot first and ask questions later. My kind of gals.